Hello, welcome to episode 316 of Three Bears in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Here's Colin. Oh, you've got a new intro for yourself, haven't you? <laughs> you, can't be your own, you can't be your own hype, man. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> in my head, it sounded really cool. <laughs> yeah. You're not Jack Nichols. We'll let the listeners... All the guys in the Tonight Show. <laughs> no, not the tiny wee Glaswegian that... No, no, no substance in this planet whatsoever. So yeah, but uh, no. yeah, just go. Yeah. <laughs> well, happy Thursday, Cosy. At the end, it, we're not quite at the end of a long week, but it's close to the end of a long week, and I think both of us need this little movie chat this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's been um, not not a hard week, just a, a weird week. Yeah, definitely. Kind of. Yeah. But go week constant, like doing stuff. Yeah, constant. Yeah. Be a bit stressful. Yeah. Black yeah. clouds hanging over a little bit, so. We'll call it maybe for a good a good wee hour or so and we'll feel happy about life again. Definitely. Um, what are you drinking tonight? You have got something exceptionally uh, interesting for drinking. I don't know, actually know. So um, there's a, a European, Eastern European supermarket close by and I picked up some beers from that, but the problem is, is they're in native language. Um, so this one... This could looks, be all you've bought by mistake, you know that. This could be anything you bought. <laughs> could, could, it could be. I mean, it is a very kind of pale yellow colour. Um, it looks like it says... Uh, Kamatbrua Menbuk. But that could mean I don't know I don't know what language it says. It, it's it's possibly it Russian, like Ukrainian, Russian, or Polish, Russian. Yugoslavian. It's not Yugoslavian, there's no this country as Yugoslavia anymore. Um it's got a windmill on it, which would suggest it's not Russian. Bulgaria maybe? I don't know. Eastern Russia's Bloc. got windmills. I think so. I imagine Russia's got windmills. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that, yeah. So I don't know what it is, but, it, but it's very nice. It's like a really, really what, amber kind of colour, really pale. And it, it's got it a wee like taste. It does look like a lovely, lovely colour, actually. Yeah, and it's got a nice kind of wheat honey taste in the back of it as well. So it's a very, very nice drink, but I just don't know what it is. I'll need to Google Translate it. Russian and... cough medicine, that's probably, probably it. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm I've got another one for next week as well, um, which is going to baffle nice. us just as much. Um, it's got a picture on the back of um, a plant which looks like a beehive in three barrels. Again, d- 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 it's that not very much. That does sound more Czech-like, though, doesn't it? That, I can imagine that being more Czech, Czechoslovakian almost. Po- it looks almost um, Greek, the writing, but it's, but it's the language, but it's obviously not Greek because it's Eastern European. I don't know, sir, well, is what I'm saying. I've went you are aware that Greece fucking... is in Eastern Europe. Is it Eastern Europe? Greece? It's South East Europe. Yeah, but I mean, Eastern Bloc. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely... Eastern Bloc. Greece is right, right next to Turkey and stuff like that, so it is, it no, is, but, it's no, definitely but, East of Europe. No, but this is Eastern Bloc. This, this, I don't know, but okay. I don't know where. I, I will endeavour to find out, sir. I, I will let you know. But it is nice. It's, it's, it does look very nice. Quite pleased with myself. Um, well, <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm under the weather, so I'm, I'm having a lemsip that is just minutes before we started went all over the floor and um, mm. so instead i am now drinking iron brew and um, some very cool iron brew to try and loosen up my throat because it's a wee bit kind of hot just now which if you ask any scotsman they'd probably tell you iron brew is a better remedy than lemsip so possibly e- e- like e- e- either one will help you i'm sure somehow do it yes <laughs> the, the iron brew is just doing something for me just now um <laughs> well, well let's then get we've not got a lot to talk about this week because we'll both kind of in Ferrari for our watchings this week. Um, mm. Should we touch on the sad news today? Oh, yeah, um, it's not Lorraine's fault, by the way. Um, so for anyone that did, I think we've mentioned this Why before, it's 
Well, Lorraine tends to do this thing where she'll think about someone famous the next day to die. Um, she killed David McCallum. Um, she was thinking about David McCallum um, and the next day he died. Um, and she's done it with loads of people in the past, so she kind of manifests. I think a lot of Elon Musk then or something. You know, something, well, that's what I said to like. you, you need to channel this. Focus. Focus on something yeah. you don't like. But she keeps killing people that, that, that I like. Um, so she said it wasn't her fault, which I'm thinking, okay. if you're denying it, you know, there's... You um, don't protest too much, I believe. Exactly. So I'm pretty sure she's responsible for them. Um, but, yeah, the sad news we've lost. Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon. Um, or probably best known now as Professor Dumbledore. Yeah, he was um, second Dumbledore, though. Yeah, he was. He was in the... From the third movie onwards, was Harris one, one and two, yeah. Um, one and two, yes. But a role that he did seem very much suited to, though. He seemed to love the role, yeah. And mm. I, I think that's a nice tweet put up by Richard Harris's son, Jared Harris. Understood. He said um, that he was quite happy. He, he was very happy that Gambon took on the role of Dumbledore after his dad, because Michael Gambon was um, Richard Harris's favourite actor. Oh, that's that's nice, isn't it? Um, he's yeah. also weirdly enough, um, probably more so in Britain, um, famous for being on Top Gear. Um, oh, so I remember he's in Top Gear, yeah, at one point, yeah. Yeah, but the, but the name, do you know they got around the Top Gear track? So the Gambon the, the corner or something. The, the, yeah, the, the, after he got it, I think he kind of went two wheels around this corner and they named uh-huh, that yeah. corner Gambon. So for the past twenty years, it's you know part of the track is called called Gambon. Gambon um, so yeah. I think he's really really famous for for that as well. Um, what do you remember, Michael Gambon? Apart from Harry Potter, do you remember anything in particular that he sort of jumps out at you? I, I, weirdly enough, I actually don't, but I've probably seen him in you know a, a, a plethora of films, but but nothing. He is one of those guys. He is one of those guys who's like. Obviously, Dumbledore's his big role mm. in terms of like sort of the money maker, the one that probably would only sort of like CV as he would play Dumbledore. But he was in so many films, like and you go, oh, he was in that, he was in that, he was like maybe third or fourth film in it, but always excellent in it. Yeah. Because the one I remember seeing him in, it was um, well, he's that well recently Dad's Army. He played Godfrey, remember? Right. I love that film. So yeah, yeah. It, so I mean, it's yeah, he was in it, and you're just like, yeah, didn't even fucking realize, yeah. Yeah, um, I can't remember the one I have. He's done a, lot of, done a lot of voice work as well. He's a lot of video game voice work. Um, what was the one I remember, I remember really liking him in? I'm, pretty, I'm just trying to remember it. He's in the King's Speech, obviously, as well. Mm. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, he was a voice in as well. Gosford Park. Um, the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd's one I really like. Good Shepherd's a great movie, and he's really good in that one. Amazing Grace as well. Um, he's in the remake of The Omen, remember? I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, yeah. yeah. But he's just... just Open Range as well was a good film he was in. Remember that one? Gosford Park is probably one of his, I think he's probably his best role, if that makes sense. You know, the one he's sort of like, yeah. probably his best performance, if, if that makes sense. Um, really, I thought it was really weird. He's done, he's done a Christmas Carol a few times, but he never played um, Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. Oh, and I can, see Scro- I can see him as Scrooge, could you not? Definitely. He's got the gravitas and the, yeah. the, the talents here, kind of Patrick Stewart kind of vibe almost. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. I could totally see him as a, or even like see him as a maybe Marley. I could play Jacob Marley. Yeah, he could do Marley standing on his head. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely could, see that. Could, could um, Sleepy that. Hollow and The Insider. There were two films that I really liked. He's in all, as well. all stuff I've seen, but again, when people say tell me a film he's in, you'd be like Dumbledore. It's insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of Jim Broadbent's a bit like that for me as well. But when people say like, Jim Broadbent tell me a film he's in, you're just like. 
but I, I must have seen countless films with Jim Broadbent in it, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't recollect anything. It's just no reason. I'm not mentioning like I'm much to see a few actors like mm-hmm. like. Aye, Jim Broadbent's one I would say as well. Like, you think of, I'm, like, I'm really struggling to think of a Jim Broadbent film. Um, I know. You know, who, you, you know you've seen him. You've seen me, Mark Rylance yeah. as well. He's, he's got this like kind of more recently he's become more prominent. But when you look at his career, he's he's been everywhere, and you just. He's, 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 answer yeah. that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I was not with Neil, but other than mm. that, I can't think of another film he's in. But I know he's done lots of films. Yeah, I think I'm more of a fanboy, so not so much him. But yeah, there's just these few actors that are, I don't know. It's just they're so good that you know you're not seeing the actor, the the character. Do you know what I mean? Just, I think that's. I think a lot yeah. of it's that. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's just people who they play their roles. It doesn't matter if it's a small role or a big role in a film. They play it so perfectly that you forget they're the actor. Um, yeah, you're just immersed in what they're doing and you're away with it. You know, that's, uh-huh. they become and they, and they, like he's not. He's not a William Fickner who's like who's like a jobbing actor who's like a twenty seven percenter. You know, he's not mm. one of those kind of guys who would just turn up in everything but make it better. Yeah. He would be a bit more refined in what he would pick. You know, he's picking yeah. very refined movies. You know, he's, he yeah. would be in Drive Angry, for example. Yeah, yeah. But if he was, he'd be fucking great in it, probably. <laughs> um, but you know, like this guy like Fickner, who like you always see in everything, everything he's in, he's, oh, Perelman as well, everything, everything, and mm. they always raise it. But they do say yes to a lot of stuff. Yeah, whereas yeah, Gamble Bond, I don't think he said yes to a lot of stuff. He's, he he would pick and choose. I think, I think he's a man of the stage as well. He seemed, seemed like yeah. a guy who'd be on stage. Yeah, yeah, I think he was big yeah. kind of stage presence as well. But um, yeah, that's yeah. Just quite quite a sad one, isn't it? And I'm not a huge huge Harry Potter fan. I've kind of seen all the films, but it is. It's, yeah. like, it's a shame. It's like Dumbledore. He's gone. Bit... Well, I think for us, it's like Harry Potter for me. Like I didn't really was that wasn't really into Harry Potter. But there's a whole generation of people who that's what they were raised on. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a huge part of their childhood as like they mm-hmm. grew up watching the Harry Potter films. So Dumbledore dying is a big deal in the same way like to us if like Michael Keaton died, if like well, fucking oh, Batman. You fucking dare say yeah. that, sir. I remember Christopher. Reeve, I remember even, even when Christopher Reeve died, it was like holy shit, Superman's dead. Mm. It felt hard, you know. I think, I think the one that really got me in a bad way, um, Robin Williams, really kind of. Got under my skin so. in a yeah. big way because it was just so like what the fuck you know that that really yeah. kind of jarred me a lot. That was um, but right no, this is getting sad. Let, let's not be it's sad. Let's, yeah, we've already had a hard. You know, let, let's depressing. celebrate Mr. Gambin. Let, let's celebrate him. Yeah. By talking movies that the man would enjoy. Um, yes. <laughs> we caught up in anything that we've watched pre- that I, when I was have watched previously. I don't know if you've seen this one previously, but um. Me and Lorraine, um, but we're settling on a movie, um, and I wanted to watch Marcel Vichel, but I think Lorraine wasn't quite in a gleeful mood. Um, so we put on Reversal of Fortune. Oh, no, I have this one. Um, from 1990, and it, it's basically based on, you, you'll know the name Klaus von Bülow. I know the name, yes. Who was a, a an American, well, a German kind of fellow lived in America, um, whose wife, Went into a coma, survived, and then a year later went into a second coma, died. He was tried and convicted of murdering her, um, appealed it, got some hotshot Harvard lawyer, um, and they took on the case and got him a not guilty verdict out of it. So, very much a kind of. Jeremy room. Irons. There's, there's an actor who you always find in stuff, but you've always forget he's in stuff. Name a Jeremy, Jeremy Irons film. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Lolita is the one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Still, yeah. Um, I think I think Mr. Irons won an Oscar for this performance as well. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously the, the titular bad guy, uh, Klaus von Joe. Um, Glenn Close played the wife in it. Um, and um, a lot of that in the early nineties. She played the wife a lot. Late eighties, early nineties, she was the wife a lot, wasn't she? Yeah, and Ron Silver plays the the kind of hotshot lawyer. So the, the amazing cast, you know, really competent, mm. competent cast. Of, you know, people that, that know what they're doing, they know their craft very, very well, and it's really snappily written. You know, just kind of evidence based, building up the case. Um, you know, so it's kind of moving floor to floor. Um, I'd seen yeah. it. You know, years ago when it first came out, but no recollection. You know, kind of vaguely remembered a couple of scenes, so it was a nice watch. Um, and yeah, I would I would highly recommend it just to see what we're talking about earlier on. You know, what fine acting it worked. You know, just just people knowing exactly what their craft is and just nailing it every every scene. Um, really, really good. Watch. Nicholas Kazan as well, who has a very decent um, writing credits as well. Yeah, I don't know who directed wrote, it. Um, he directed it was a guy who directed. Single white female, right. uh, Barbet Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. So single white female, Mother by Numbers, Barfly, Amnesia. Done some Mad Men as well, but I think this was his sort of magnum. This is, this is the one I yeah. remember for. But when you look at the cast, it's insane. Like Annabella Schroeder's in there as well. Um, Fisher Stevens turns up. Never recognised yeah. him. He's, he's not Fisher Stevens in this. Um, Jack Gelpin, uh, Christine Baranski. It's just fucking stale cast. Uh, Felicity Hoffman as well. Oh, she's she's a bad guy now. Though. Felicity Hoffman, isn't she? She's bad. She was. She was. Um, yeah. yeah. She, she, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would recommend you watch it, sir. Just just for you know, again, Oscar winner, and and you can see why. Deserving this one. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like one of the films. It's one of the ones that good film that I've never really seen. So I would definitely have a wee look for that one at some point. Yeah. Um. I, I, as much as I did want to watch Marcel, um, you know, Lorraine, sometimes you know she'll be up for doing this, and she she kind of pushes me to a bit more kind of class than. Than I would usually push hey, myself to. There's which no place more thing. classy than Marcel. Marcel's a classy, classy gentleman. <laughs> I want to see. I'm desperate to watch it. I cannot wait. You do, you'll enjoy it. Marcel, the <laughs> shell which is a wonderful movie. Um, I have much the same calls. I've not seen anything uh, new this week, so I've not got anything to catch up on you with. Um, but we did watch some TV, and the thing we watched were on episode nine mm. of Only Mothers in the Building. Um, I think I've complained a lot about this season, about a few things. Yeah. This episode I very much enjoyed. I, I, I enjoyed seeing them all back together. Yeah. I enjoyed the flashes of not just them here, but the kind of like just the way they put the episode together with like sort of them in the, the kind of not I wouldn't say dream sequences, but sort of like them in the in the past reality type thing. Yeah. I enjoyed that yeah. as well. Um, I thought the dialogue was really funny between them. I thought some of the stuff with Martin Short and that was good. Well, obviously with Martin Short and Steve Martin was excellent. They had a real kind of laugh, and you see a lot of winks and nods from each other, and they seemed to be a lot of fun with each other. And that just yeah. the episode itself. To me, worked a lot better, a lot smoother than any other episode this season. Um, I very much agree. enjoyed it. Agreed. I think it's is this the penultimate one? I think next week might be the last one, possibly. I think it might be, yeah. Yeah, so the, you know you can see that they're kind of top of that wave now, and it's um yeah, it, it was a really really nice watch. As you said, dead funny, the three together again, and yeah, the kind of flashback sequences putting certain name into situations that they're imagining um was. Brilliantly handled. That Worked really well, yeah. Really, really well done. Had a great, great time yet. Um, it, as always, though, it's coming to an end, which makes me sad because it's you the know, end you, of the end. You become accustomed to these these wee kind of nice seasons in life. Do you know what I mean? Like something to look forward to, and then just to take off. Well, I think you've like, got. 
after this finishes, Loki starts. So you have Loki to, to keep you going. Got Loki, and we've got Gen V starting tomorrow. Um, the boys spin off, mm. and we've also got the Continental. Um, I believe is up and running just now. Um, yes. As well with everybody's favourite villain, Mel Gibson. Mel. <laughs> he said that as well. So we've got plenty of stuff to keep us busy over the winter. Indeed, but um, no, Indeed. definitely not Melbourne. Very happy with it this week. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It felt a real return. I'm going to say a return to form. The other episodes have not been bad. They've just had a wee bit of a lacking of what I really like. Love of the show. Oh, oh, um, what the show is for you? Yeah, the show yeah. for you is that that trio. Are, you know, talent put together, and this, that's it's been lacking at times. I get you. Um, similarly, the bright reference that was very funny to me. That made Joe laugh a lot. I, I got yeah, I got that as well. I was like, yeah, well done, well yeah. done. Um, similarly, Scott Bakula, Jeff Bakula. Like, who the hell is uh, Jeff Bakula? Yeah. <laughs> Do you love Scott Bakula? I get, I get, I get. Yeah, everyone loves Scott Bakula. Yeah. Um, similarly, Ahsoka um, is on its penultimate episode as well. Um, so was in it apparently. 3PO, isn't it? Um, I don't think that's a spoiler in any way at all. Um, no, so, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, last one next week. Uh, and again, uh, probably more of a fanboy than, than a lot of people and probably enjoying it more than I should. But yeah, I'm kind of digging it. I'm digging Dave Floney's vision unfolding before my eyes. And I'm excited to see if this is a direction that's going to continue with future movies and stuff like that, which I really, really hope it is, because it, he's kind of breathing a wee bit of life back into what is becoming a tired, tired fucking genre. Um, and I think Star Wars is possibly its own genre, but he's, you know, he's giving it life, he's, he's you know, lifting it fucking out of the, yeah. the, the slump it's in. And, and you, you, know, you, you have to evolve. You have to get away from only the, the, the Skywalker, Vader storyline. Mm. You have to have more in, than that, because that storyline has been—it it has been played it's, out now. It's been, I think, like it's hard about, yeah. That's what I really love about. Yeah, like the end of the the last movie, the Jedi Rise one. of Skywalker. Yeah, like the last job. Yeah, Rise of the Skywalker. Last, like, yeah. The last line of that, like when she gives her name, and it's like that makes no sense. And also, why you try to keep that going? It just—that's it, what annoy people. I think a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's like you have to be able to, if you if you. I've spent this amount of time building a world and building a universe in many ways. You have to have faith in that vision of what you've built to be able to tell a story somewhere else on that yeah. plane. And if I mean, you're not going to do that, what have you got? I mean, this does reference, you know, like, like, kind of characters and stuff like that, but it almost does seem, it's, it's in a, you know, a goodbye kind of way, you know, it's like, you know, we know who they are, it's time to let go, so here's your, you know, we're, we're snipping those ties we're now. About, so. We're about to pass you up. We're now continuing the story on. Yeah, but um, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, to see what you think. Um, and a good good watch. I'm, I'm excited for the last one and, and sad at the same time. Um, so, and hopefully, it, it, as I say, it's the, the catapult that Star Wars needs to, to you know get its head in its own arse and become more than what it can be. Yes, agreed. Um, I will yeah. try, I'll definitely try and watch it. I will get to it. I promise I will get to it. I don't know how to get to... Um, keep forgetting his name, not Endor, the one with um, Andor, yeah. Andor. I, yeah, I got to yeah. that eventually, and I very much and there's big parts that I really enjoyed, so I'll try and get to Ahsoka at some point um, but let's, calls, let's move on to movies let's, movies. let's get to movies so, okay. do you want to start with one of the ones you saw at the cinema last week and we've not talked about, I've not seen it, but I want to hear what your thoughts on it are, because I've heard obviously I've heard some interesting reviews, I've not heard a good review yet, so I'm intrigued to know what, what your review of it is 
The Expendables 4, Colin. <laughs> Expendables 4, okay. So for any, the, the uninitiated out there, The Expendables is um, it's basically a revival of your favourite 80s, 90s action heroes, um, showing that old men can still whip ass and, and be tough and macho. Um, uh, the, the cast of this one, um, as is the previous ones, consists of Sly Stallone, uh, Jason Statham's in there. Um, what's the boy's name? The MMA guy. Whoever he is. See, no idea. He's in it as, as well. Um, and it's, yeah, uh, Dolph Lundgren's in there. So it's just these old kind of action stars coming in and they're mercenaries and they go blow up a lot of shit, kill a lot of people and basically save the day. Um, that's directed all. by, we'll give it, give it the props, directed by a man by the name of Scott Waugh, who has directed such cinematic gems as <laughs> uh, Hidden Strike, Six Below, Need for Speed, and Act of Valor. Um, so, depending how much you enjoy those films, I'm guessing is how your mileage may vary on this bad boy. I don't think I've ever seen any of those, those, those films. Um, I, don't think I've, I think I've seen Act of Valor. I did not go and see Need I was sitting in a screening of Need for Speed on a Saturday afternoon, Monday, and there was a bunch of kids around me at the very start of the trails, and I thought, you know what, I've not got enough interest to sit and watch this by my, in a cinema by myself with all these arsehole kids, and I, and I left, yeah. and I thought, I'll get yeah. it another time. And then you know um, what, I, didn't, I never yeah. get back to it, I never feel like I feel back to it, but it is a film that tried to make Aaron Paul, remember? Big, yeah, yeah, which we all know is never going to happen. Um, I'm just not, looking to see who else is in this, sorry, because there is, but Megan Fox pops up in it as well. Um, Tony Jaa and Equally Ways, the guy from The Raids, pops up in it as well. Andy Garcia pops up. Um, Randy Couture, that, that's uh, the MMA guy I was looking for. Um, and yeah, it's, it's basically just um, testosterone driven absolute nonsense that you could write in half a day. You know, it, it, it's, you know, bad guy does something bad, good guys go to fix what the bad guy's done and nothing can stand in the way. Um, it, it's the worst kind of nonsense um, possible. It's completely derivative of fucking everything, but it's great fun as well. Um, when I was watching it, I knew I was watching Absolute Trite. I knew it was terrible. I knew it was bad, but I knew what I was going for as well. You know, I'm, I'm not going to see it for the plot or for the acting talent. I'm going to see it for, you know, cheesy one-liners and big explosions. Um, so on that front, it absolutely delivered. But as a technical movie, you know, fucking from that aspect, it, it, it's a fucking shit show. Um, the CGI is absolutely terrible. The fucking dialogue's terrible. The action scenes are insane. It, it's so fucking ridiculous, but it is so much fun as well. And I think I've as you go in, knowing that, I've then, heard, yeah. yeah. I think you've been very kind to my affair called it so far. I've heard this is one of the worst pieces of shit in the last decade. Um, there's just so, like fundamental bad things about it in terms of like the CGI has been mentioned in every review, uh, like how bad it is. Terrible, terrible, terrible. One of the things I've heard about apparently there's Tony Ja and the guy from the raid fight at one point. Um, or they're involved, they're involved in fights. Obviously. They're involved in fights, but I don't think they go toe-to-toe. Yeah. Okay, but they have like martial arts stuff separately oh, when they yeah. fight people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two of the best martial artists in the world, and they cut the scene up to shit like a like a rag doll. Like it's all like yeah half second cuts, and you go, these guys are the best. You, you what you do, you, you you clamp your camera down and just follow them. That's what a good director does. Yeah. A bad director decides to cut it all up. 
you know. Yeah, totally, totally. Getting the um, elastic choices to get a guy in, to get people in like that of that talent and to not use them to their potential of what you bought them in for. It's like the boy that done the raid, he he knew, you know, like, put the camera on him and just fucking watch what this boy can yeah. do. Where is this? The camera's clamped to you and we follow you. That's the yeah. way we do this because that's, that's, that's what we this film. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, again, everything you're saying is so, so true, but it's <laughs> fucking fun. It's just lots of explosions and noise and violence. Um, Stallone kind of bows out of it. It's not a spy. You can't spoil anything like this, for fuck's sake. You know, you're going it's to more see, a stadium yeah. vehicle, this one, isn't it? It's more yeah, yeah. So Stallone kind of bows out, you know, the, the kind of first third of the movie and pops back in again towards the end, um, letting Stephen take the range, which is probably a good choice because I think Stephen's got a bit more charisma now than Stallone has because Stallone's got an old fella. Um, you know, and, and Stephen can. He's a reality TV show as well. He's busy with his reality show on Paramount. Yeah, and, and Stephen can spit out, you know, the, the one-liners and stuff like that as well. He's quite, he's quite practiced at that. So I think he probably makes it a better film than it has any right to do. But it is, right. it, it's pure shite, but in, in the best, best possible way, it's pure shite. And apparently it's a big improvement on the last one, which I've seen. The last one, they, they decided to go PG-13 on it, um, much to everyone's disdain. And, and they've come out openly and said, fuck, that was a really, really bad choice. Um, and this one's back up to... 15, not 18, but, you know, got some, got some blood again. I have seen them all, but I'm really struggling with what happened in Experiment with 3, even though the bad... Was that one Mel Gibson been the bad or was that... That was... Yeah, it was. Mel Gibson was the bad It, it was, one. yeah, because in 2 it was Van Damme, it, yeah. They have kind of... The, the cast has dropped down in levels, hasn't it? Oh, like, yeah. Because, like, like, 3 had Stallone and Statham, Jet Li... Harrison Ford. And there is Harrison Ford. Schwarzenegger yep. pops up in that one as well. Big yep. Mel. Wesley Snipes. Dolph is still there. Yep. Terry Crews. Kelsey Grammer. Glenn Powell. Obviously not Glenn Powell now. Um, Ronda Rousey was in that one as well. So yep. it does feel like they have... They've not been able to get the, the whole... Like the, the A-list they could have the four back together. I think Hollywood realised, you know, these are pretty shit movies and actors are like, I'm going to pass on that one, maybe. And, yeah, and, diminished... You know, yeah, and, and that's why they're, they're bringing in, you know, some of these fucking names that, that don't make sense. I think it's a real shame for Tony Jaa and Equal Ways because these guys are, you know, genuinely skilled, skilled combatants. You know, they, they, they mm. fucking, they're, they're proper martial artists. And for them to get, you know, put into gigs like this, and as you say, edited to within a fucking inch of their lives, I think it is a real travesty. Um, no, it absolutely is. That is, that is embarrassing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. to the point where you're going, why bring them in? Just bring in some random who who doesn't make a who, you know, you, yeah. you can do that. You can put you in that role if you're going to cut it up to that point. Yeah, that yeah, make me look good. You can do that. Um, it, it's a real shame, and they probably didn't realise what they were signing up for. You know, big Hollywood budget, still and stuff like that. You get the allure. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's mm. do this. I mean, well, these guys, them, these, yeah. these guys are always in the fringe. Of, you know that big kind of fucking breakthrough as well. Aye, aye. Yeah, so it was a real kind of shame seeing their talent get, getting squandered. But, but again, dude, um, I, I kind of say, I know I was going to watch The Expendables 4. Do you know what I mean? I was under no illusions to what I was going to see, and I got what I went to see. And in uh, that aspect, it entertained the fuck at me, because that's what I went for, was just pure noisy entertainment. And it, 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 in terms of advertising, it was a 10 out of 10 for what you got, but in terms of actual... Film, what oh, was it? Oh, in, in terms of technical, if I was reading it, you know, fucking as a technical film critic point of view, it's like a two out of ten movie, but I'll give it a five because 
like I say, I, you know, I was in a certain frame of mind. I wanted to see that film, and that's the film that it gave me. So, yeah. You've been very kind compared to other reviews I've read of this film called. Some of the reviews I've read have been quite horrendous. <laughs> I, I, I can get it. I honestly can get why. Um, but I do think, you know, go in expecting to see, you know, what the thing. film for the reviews I've read have been from people who love dumb action films, and you said this is just, even from a dumb action film, this is a bad movie. So, oh. um, so I would, I, I would I, say... I, I, I'm intrigued, but I'm not rushing to see if that makes no, sense. I, I would wait till it comes out in streaming. I don't think you're going to miss much, um, you know, yeah. on a smaller screen as well. You know, the, the effects aren't clever enough to, to warrant, you know, a fucking massive in-your-face um, day out. You could watch it on a big TV and, and get get the experience as well. So I would hang off. Give it two months and it'll be on Netflix. Guarantee it. Aye, probably. Netflix yeah. or to Red. Oh, um, so I think anyway, Sky, I... Sky's got all the other ones just now, so it'll be in Sky in a couple of months. Absolutely. Yeah. So, a surprising 5 out of 10 there for um, Expendables 4. Um, on from that, Colsey, <laughs> we go on to the one that's on Disney+, Plus, um, mm. which is called No One Will Save You, um, which is directed by Brian Duffield, who directed the film Spontaneous. Do you ever see Spontaneous? I haven't, no. Tell me. It's on Netflix. It's a great book. It's on Netflix as well. It's about, basically, this. It's a, that's about a school um, in America, and essentially the kids just start exploding one day without rhyme or reason. So this whole graduating class... I've heard of this, right? Okay, okay, yeah. So I'm going. sure I saw it on Netflix. It's a very well done film, very darkly blackly comic. But, you know, just like, what do you do if your life could end literally, like, without warning? Just you could literally mm. just explode. Like, there's, there's no reason to it. So, um, have a look for it. It's a really good film. So he wrote, he, he directed, wrote and directed that. He also wrote Love and Monsters, the Netflix one, that we both really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, I liked that a lot. That was good. Yeah. And he wrote The Babysitter as well, which again we both very much enjoyed. Did he do The Babysitter too as well? I don't know about that one, but he wrote mm. the one underwater, the one with um, Kirsten Stewart recently. It's like, it's like the monster oh, underwater. Right. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed that a lot as well. Yeah. So man's got some talent, you know, he's, he's coming from somewhere mm. of, of talent. Um, yeah. So the plot of this one, it's it's, a, it's quite a simple plot. Basically, a young girl in her um, it's a farmhouse um, and it's getting invaded by aliens. That's in the opening minutes of the film. That's not ruining anything. No, no, um, that, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's where it starts. Um, yeah. Picture the last ten minutes of signs, you know, but continuing on from there essentially. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, and the invasion's happening. It's her essentially trying to navigate this invasion of not only her home but of her town as well. Yeah. Um, and there's also some backstory of like she's a bit of a pariah in the town, yeah, and there's a reason so, yeah. behind that as well. Um, yeah. So in the film, you've really only got Caitlin Deaver. She's pretty mm-hmm. much the only person in this movie. There is other characters, the other people in the movie, they're very much just walk-ons. They're bit parts, yeah. yeah. parts of no real note. So Caitlin Deaver is the one who sort of drives this entire film from minute one to the very final minute. Um, I dug this in a big way. I really liked it. I thought it was a really, really well done kind of alien sci-fi horror film. It's been described, I heard the director talk about it, and he said he was really inspired by the original script for E.T., it's called Night Skies. Okay, right. Where E.T.'s not the friendly E.T. that we know. He's an it's asshole. Like a, it's a much... Ah, he's a bit more of a kind of... There's a, there's a, a threat to him. Okay. Um, I can't remember who wrote it, but someone actually quite... It may have been David Mamet, actually, wrote the script for it. But um, like, but that's essentially... An initial idea for, um, for E.T. was a much darker 
story. I think some of the stuff that Spielberg then put into his TV show Taken, the one about the alien invasion stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then also, and he maybe even possibly, well, not close to it came first. Um, but yeah, that's that, that was kind of the the kind of premise behind the original um, thought of of ET, but they, they kind of again they changed it. They went a little bit more. Obviously, it got, it got Spielberg, sir. It got fucking Spielberg. Well, I think Spielberg's idea originally. Mm. He, he was like I think, one of the original conceive I think the original story people on it. It wasn't like he's, you know, it wasn't like he didn't wasn't heavily involved in it. But I think obviously they did they retold it at some point. Mm. He wanted to tell a different story. Um, like I said, it's also quite tied in, I would say, to something like Signs as well. It's got that kind of very atmospheric, small town nature to it as well. It's Signs, they've got across really well. Um, even the score feels kind of reminiscent of like 80s movies. There's yeah. kind of a lot of, kind of 80s cues in it. Yeah. Um, I thought Caitlin Deaver was excellent in it because she's on screen pretty much every second. Yeah. And she yeah. really owns it for a film, which is, is I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. But there's literally no dialogue in the film. There is six words. One line. Six words. One line. Uh huh. But it's done in a way where I didn't notice it until it was pointed out to me. Okay. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, it, mm. it, it, it. It works as a film because if someone's by themselves, you don't generally talk to yourself when you're by yourself. It is all it's inner monologue in your own mind. So like yeah. it would be it would be less realistic if she suddenly started talking out loud over what she's doing. It's a bit like yeah. that Robert Redford film we saw. Remember the... Or, or Let's See or... or was or Let's it See or something. Yeah. Yeah, the one. It's like, yeah. why would you talk to yourself if you don't need to? You would just do it all internally. So I, I dug that. Um, the third act finale I thought was a little bit over-ambitious and didn't really get pulled off in the way it kind of wanted to. And it, it maybe it it felt like a stretch for where it, well, it could have been. Um, but for the most part, I dug it. And I'm really interested in what Duffy was going to do next. He seemed like a man who understands what his genre is and how to put that genre across. I'm not liking the fact that everything I've said so far, you've rolled your eyes at. I've got a feeling you didn't like this film, and it's really going to upset me. Did you not like this film, Colin? I fucking hated this film, dude. Oh, um, why? Why can you fucking watch oh, Expendables 4 and enjoy it, and then watch this and not like it? I'm a complex person, sir. I, I you're, have very, you're very complex. <laughs> no, I think probably you're very uncomplex. That's the problem. You don't exist on any higher level. <laughs> um, right. So, I thought... I've I've not really seen the, the the girl before. I know she's from the film Booksmart. I, I never seen that. I know you're a massive fan of that. Um, and I, sick, she's in sick as well. Um, she was terrible. I, I thought. No, she, she wasn't. I thought she was very I, good in this. I thought she was. Her her actions and acting were so over exaggerated to the point of fucking stop. That you're annoying me a lot. Um, I thought the lack of dialogue didn't help because I don't think her ability was enough to. To, to kind of see that through. Um, I thought the alien design was quite fucking laughable at times. Um, that's, I think the, that's the point, though. I, I, I didn't think that was, that was a, as a choice. I, to make I, don't, I think reason. they were both, I think they missed Menace, you know, just took the wrong turn, that fucking, you know, Menace. No, and, I, I disagree entirely. No. Um, I thought the, the, the ending was fucking terrible. Um, I'll get you uh, the end. The ending didn't work for me. I would, I would agree, yes. Yeah, um, it, 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 the music was was awful. It just didn't kind of sit with the silence. I thought it was like you know, they just juxtaposed with each other. They didn't. They didn't work. It just irritated. Fuck it, we did. I, you know, I was just hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, and I didn't didn't dig it at all. 
I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't. And on paper, I, I should love this, you know, like fucking aliens, you know, home invasion, um, stuff. I, I should dig every bit of it, and it grated me from start to finish. Um, I, and I, I, I really thought you'd like it. I really did. Cause I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because I sorry, love the idea kids. of like I love an alien invasion movie that's not worldwide. I like yeah. the, I like the premise yeah, of no, exactly. on an individual level. I really yep. dug, I really dig. Like, that's why I love signs so much. I love the idea of it on an individual level. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really, I, I'm a big fan of Caitlin Deaver. You know, I've, since Booksmart, since Dope, she's great in Dope Sick as well. And I thought she really owned for a she owned this film. She was supposed to, I think she was, it was between her and the girl from who got the role in The Last of Us. Who I think would have been better. No, I just, sorry. I just feel like it's, no, it's, 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 it wasn't for this role. The two of them were up for the role in The Last of Us. Last of Us, oh, I'm glad, well, I'm glad it didn't go that way. Um, <laughs> Honestly, and I know I'm being harsh, um, but it, I almost felt like, you know, the, the, the fucking Marcel Marceau School of Acting at times. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, just fucking stop, you know, you're overacting and, and you know, you're just missing the fucking cell on this completely. And it just, it hurt me quite, quite a lot, sir. Um, so- I, I just... Didn't get, I could not get behind it. I really, really couldn't. I just, I was getting angrier and angrier and answer as I was watching it. And, you know, when it finished, it was one of those ones where it was, I stomped over, switched the TV off and went straight to my bed and a half, um, I'm afraid. The year so, you watched Expendables was four. Well, uh, I knew what I was going in for. Again, I wanted a big, fucking loud, dumb movie and that's what I got. Um, you, got I, you got a sci-fi invasion movie in this one? I didn't. I got fucking Marcel Marceau's fucking mind class. This is, is what I got with this one. Not very well no. done, can I say? I, I disagree. I would give it a very solid seven out of ten. I'm going. I'm going to give it a three out of ten. And that—that's me. That's me being fucking kind, by the way, because because I, I, I can see your heart, and I don't want to make you cry. I'm very so happy. I thought it was a really well done <laughs> film, and I want Brian Duffield to do more things. I think he's a very interesting director. But really all the other films you've mentioned, though, I've I, I really really enjoyed so so much more than this. So I think you're right. Yes, I just think he's he's just had a, a misfire. That's all. Um, and I yeah. think it, it'll be good things to come from him, but no, not for me, sir. Not for you. Okay. Not for okay. ET. Go fucking home. Stay there. Don't come back. Oh, shameful, shameful. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about one I've seen that you've not seen before we go into your last <laughs> film. So I watched on Amazon Prime. I watched a film called A Million Miles Away, um, directed by Alejandra Marquez Abella, um, mm. who directed things like North Over the Void and some of Narcos Mexico TV series. If you know mm-hmm. that one. Um, the plot of this film is very, very big, but quite basic plot of about the a guy called Jose, um, Jose, sorry, um, Hernandez, who is uh, from an immigrant family. Um, they sort of cross the border into America from I think it's Mexico, but it might be, I might be mixing up my Spanish-speaking mm. or Latin-speaking countries, maybe Nicaragua or somewhere, but I, I think it's Mexico. And they become basically the, the fruit pickers. They, they move around, the, you know, bottom of Mexico, bottom of America, picking fruit for people. Um, but he's a very intelligent kid, and he essentially wants to become very good at science. Gets gets a, gets a job, and he dreams to be an astronaut. And not spoiling the film, because it's pretty much in the very opening of the film, he <laughs> becomes an astronaut. You know, in real life, he becomes an astronaut. So he's a guy who goes from immigrant farmer picking fruit in the fields. At like up to about 12, 13 years old, when he's still going to different schools every month because they're moving around mm. to chase the harvest, eventually becomes um, an astronaut. An astronaut. So it's a very, yeah. very Spanish story. So you get um, the, the grown up Jose um, um, Hernandez is played by Michael Pena. Oh, okay. Everyone's favourite um, Scientologist. Yep. Is he a Scientologist, Michael Pena? Very much so, yeah. 
Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, but it is. It's a, a damn shame. <laughs> sorry, yeah. man. I feel like I'm sorry. a dick tonight. Really sorry. Um, <laughs> we've got um, Rosa Salazar, who we both liked as Alita Battle Angel. She plays his wife. Mm, I like um, her a lot. She's brilliant. I like her as well. Um, you get Julio Cesar Cedillo, who plays a, it's the father, and you've got Garrett Dillahunt, who we always love and everything. Oh, he's yeah, he's a he, he's like a fitner, isn't he? he? Just turns up, fucking elevates that movie and swans yeah, off to he, the next he's one. A every, he absolutely every time. Just love me, but it's that face, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. So this is it. It's a bit of a shame because it's, it's a very standard biopic. There's not a lot of flair. To it, there's not a lot of like different to it. It's a very, is it, very. Sorry, is it a true story? True story, yeah. Whoa, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, he flew the space shuttle, the, the mission after the one that blew up, the one that blew up, not Challenger, the one that was coming for re-entry. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. I think it was. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Not for that one. So, but it's a very standard biopic. So it's, but it feels like a story is very, it's a fascinating, huge, amazing story. But there's just no flair in telling it. Everything's right. just very straightforward, by the numbers. They, I'm not always for a biopic that makes drama out of no drama, yeah. but I feel this needed a bit more drama in the sense, yeah. like, for example, his friends were the people he was like working with before he became his, before he was an astronaut, were like the ones who were on Columbia when it blew up. So you feel like you can have more, you can make more relationship with like, each friendships before that happens. So you actually feel the impact of it. They've done yeah. nothing with that whatsoever. Um, they don't. They, it's a real sh- shame because like Michael Pena showed for the first time he can really do sort of like non-comedy acting. Like I know he's done some not like serious stuff in the past, but he's mm. always been kind of a black comedy element to it. Yeah, this definitely. is pretty much a straight role, and he does it well enough. He's not nothing bad about it. But he's opposite Rosa Salazar, who, like, for the talent we think she's got and, and very much enjoy seeing her, to see her neg- like, denigrated to basically, like, the wife with no real discernible story, just was such yeah. a, it was such a throwback to, like, we're, we've moved on from this, we, we should mm. be better than this, like, to give the, if she's, she was involved because she had her own dreams and she wanted to do stuff as well, let's get that involved in story, let's make it more of a, an interesting story. Um, so it, it just yeah. felt, very TV movie-esque. Um, which which would, ties in with the experience the director's had, I guess. Kind of a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like a very inspiring story, but mm. it kind of lacked drama. Like, he sort of, like, the life was tough when he was being an immigrant, like, um, and doing that. Then his family decided to sit down and do his, sit down and put the roots down. He went to school. He became good at school. Or he was always good at school. He done from that. He became good. At, he went to college. Done well at college. Became this. Became that. And it just it never really felt like there was a drama involved in it. He's like he like it felt like it was. I'm not gonna say it was easy because I'm, I'm sure becoming an astronaut is not easy. Yeah. But it felt like it was too easy a stepping stones to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, like smart kid. I want to be an astronaut. Okay. There you go. Um, no. Kind of. I mean, they literally you had to do other things as well. But even if like hmm. they could even have had something about like you know a parallel story of like how the personal privilege becomes it, you know, and it's much easier for him, because like, he had to, like, pay for his own flying lessons and be- learn how to deep-sea dive and all that kind of stuff before yeah. he even began. So, yeah, it just, it just felt like a story. It's a very interesting story, but just so to- told so mundanely that it almost became a little bit boring. Sounds like this would make a better documentary than film, possibly. 
possibly a documentary. I'm sure it's a really interesting read as a book as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. But yeah, yeah. Like the story itself, if you're, the story itself, very inspiring. Like you said, even you were amazed. Like it's a true story. A guy going from the fields of, you know, <sighs> Texas picking strawberries to... to fucking flying up in space. That, that is... Well, it's, I, it's, it's insane. It, think about it, it that way. Sh- it should make this wow movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, whoa, this is amazing. And, Aye. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, out, out of 10 on it, that basis... Get it five and a half out of ten because it's, okay. there's nothing, it's nothing inherently bad about it. Just it's a bit bland. You could see the movie that could have been. I can see. So, I, I can see. The, like, did you watch the one about the Cheetos? No, I didn't. No. Right, but again, that's, a, that's quite. That could in theory be a very bland story. But it's about about a flair put into to make it an interesting story. Same with mm. the Beanie Babies one. It was quite a bland yeah. story, but it made it. They put some flair to make it a bit interesting. This needed that kind of injection, just to something just to punch it through to, to make it a bit more than just what it was. Um, oh. I, might, I, might still check, I might still check it out because the, the story itself I think is interesting enough. The story itself is the story. Yeah. Definitely be looking for that. Yeah. Um, I know what I'll be Wikipedia tonight. Thank you for that. Jose um, Hernandez. I will. I will look him up. Yeah. Very amazing. Like, yeah, think about it. It's amazing to go from like picking fruit to like going it, to it, space. It, it's the ultimate Cinderella story. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking uh-huh. hell. Yeah, and, and to make such a mediocre film out of it, it's like, fucking hell, don't do that. You know, give it, uh, give it, you know, there's a fucking story there, you know, let it breathe. Tell it. Let it breathe, I go. So, on from that, Causey, we shall go on to the other film you saw this week, and I've got a feeling you're not going to like this one either, because um, I, I know how your brain works now. I think I've got a feeling how, like, then again, I thought you would like No One Will Save You, but um, this is a film called <laughs> Dumb Money. Yeah. Um, which is directed by Craig Gillespie, um, who has done some interesting stuff in the past. He did I, Tonya, mm. um, and he also did Lars and the Real Girl, The Finest Hours, Million Dollar Arm, which I really liked. Um, and this is the story of the GameStop stock flip, essentially, where a, a bunch of guys... For the, for the listeners, um, happened two years ago. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of the, the big short for this event, which was... Exactly. Yeah, company, yeah. A bunch of investors decided that this GameStop company, which is basically game in Britain, they sort of yeah, get high yeah. um, video yeah. game place, decided the stock in that company was worthless. So they're going to they've done some shit to it to make sure it would crash. They bet on the shortings of it. I think that's the way it goes, and then they make money on it. But a bunch of like sort of um, bloggers and Reddit guys was it essentially decided no, we we can invest in this stock and basically put the stock through the roof, and essentially. Almost fucked up all the investors of it. Um, fuck over, fuck over the bankers, yeah. Yeah, yeah basically messed over the bankers. Yeah. Which I think, and I think the lesson we learned from this was basically put rules in place to stop this from happening yeah. again. Whereas the reality of it is, I'm all for fucking over the bankers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I totally. I. You know, it, it's. I think. I, no, this. So this is the problem with this film. Is I'll go into the cast. I've got the cast. You've got Paul yeah. Dano, who we always like. We do like um, Dano, Pete yeah. Davidson, who I do not like. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, American who, Ferrara. Who like, Nick Offerman, like. Anthony who? Ramos, Seth Rogen, yeah. Sebastian yeah. Stan, Shailene Woodley, Clancy Brown pops up in Clancy a Clancy Brown apartment. does pop up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dane DeHaan, um, Oliver up, yeah. Th- Olivia Thrillby. It's a very good cast. It is a stellar, stellar cast. Um, so, this, this, this fucking hell, man. I'm yin yang tonight. Fucking hell. So, this is the opposite of the Expendables. This is a very, very well-made film, 
but I have little knowledge, not enough knowledge of the material to get behind the film, the story it's telling. Um, I, I, I don't know anything about stock shares and, and you know, all these the squeezes and all these terms. They mean nothing to me. I'm an idiot. Um, the so film, I'm not trying to explain that to you. Well, I thought the thing about, like, for example, the big short, Wolf of Wall Street, they tell it in a way where you, 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 you're not a financial expert, but you kind of get what they're trying to do. This or is this one at the end of trading places where you're not really sure how you yeah. win? Exactly. So I think you need to have some knowledge of of that kind of world to to, to kind of understand. So there's a okay. lot of kind of dialogue and you know phrases and words coming at you. Like, I I don't know what that means. I don't understand. You know why that's good, why that's bad, why that affects these people and not you. So there's a so a lot of the film. I I just it just I'm washing over me. You know, there's people talking at me and it's like. You're as well talking at dog at this point, do you know what I mean? Because it's, you know, it, it knows you're saying something. It, it can see the emotion, but the words mean nothing to me. You should um, have seen someone explode something, please. But I, I just, like, like in, um, what was on with Mar- Margot Robbie in the bathtub explained it all, you know, that was that, uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like, well, let's assume you're a fucking idiot. You don't know any of this stuff, so here's Margot Robbie going to take two minutes. That's what I mean, like, so... That's what a film like this needs. If, it, if you're going to yeah. do really highly, highly technical stuff, yeah. you need to build something into the script, into the concept that explains what it's doing. Uh, so Big Shot's got the, the famous people doing like sort of like yeah. turn to cameras and doing that. Yeah. Margot Robbie, uh, the, um, Alexander Bourdain, Alexander, Thingy Bourdain, and um, not Selena Gomez does it at one point as well, I'm sure. I think so, yeah. yeah. So. Wolf of Wall Street has, you know, the it's got him to explain it. Walking yeah. through it. So it doesn't do it. It doesn't do that. I, you know, I, I'm not a fucking idiot. I just, I just don't care about stocks and shares, and I don't know nothing about it. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, feed me a wee bit. You know, like, like just, you know, fucking give me a strand to pull out. There's nothing. Um, Any um, highlights in it though for you? Um, Daniel's performance. I mean, you, you can again, you can see everyone's performing. Um, you know, you can see that they're big stars, and again, that you know they're on their game. That they're you know, animated that they're getting across their parts, but it's just, just they're, they're just saying words that you know. I mean, I'd be as well watching you know a fucking French film at that point because it, it means it means nothing. I know, I know the bad guys. Dumb money had too much, too many words in it. Yeah. No way out. No, no one will save you. Had not enough words in it. Yeah. So your 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 sweet spot of words in it. <laughs> Is Jason Statham dialogue? That's that's your sweet spot. <laughs> what you're trying to say. <laughs> this week it is, yeah, yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, I mean, performance-wise, um, you know, it's good performances. It, it, it's shot well. The editing's good. The, the, you know, the needle drops are on point. Um, you know, the editing's flashy and stuff. Like that. So you know, you can see that it's it's a well-made movie. There's, I, I, I get why. Um, you know, as but. I just, it's just a subject matter that I'm not interested in and I don't understand. And if you're not going to explain it to me, um, then it, it, that's on me. Do you know what I mean? I went to see the wrong film. I get that as well. Um, but, sure, you know, I, it was four again. I could have done that. I could, I fucking could wait to see. <laughs> I could have went to see the Nun tune, probably got more out of that um, than, than this. But, yeah, I, I think it's on me as as a viewer and not the film, you know, as as the subject matter yeah, sure. is. I just, I just went in with, with no knowledge and, you know, I, 
came out. I've since tried to read up about it, and I, I just don't fucking care about that kind of stuff enough to to, to want to learn about it. I don't know. All I'm, I generally only thing I really got was that like at one point it was really it was really upsetting people with a lot of money, yeah. and that made me happy. Yeah. So like I was kind of willing the guys to who didn't have a lot of money to beat the guys a lot of money. You know Definitely. that that was kind of my idea behind it. it you do you do get that you know at the end you know you do get your yeah, bad guys lost good guys when you get that but you just don't understand how you know you look i think you change the rules as well so the good guys can't win again um it, it's, it's also there's this weird thing where um as it introduces characters you know it will be like uh, like paul dano's character um you know um net worth and it'll be like you know whatever his is then it'll be like the kind of big hedge funders net worth like billions but what pisses me off is maybe maybe we're pure white trash but you know it'll be like Paul Daniels character who's meant to be like the little man you know net worth 92,000 and like go oh, fuck yourself do, do you know what I mean like even even at that I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking those out figures are very, those figures are a weird figure because there's net worth and there's actual worth so, so your net worth if it includes everything you have you could be 92,000 Dude, I'm ninety two fucking bucks as well. Like I might be because my house, like I've got mm. a house, so I have a mortgage on my house, so that might my net worth might if you take the house as part of my net worth, it'd be higher. But I get your point, you're, you're like if you've not even got that amount of money and then moan about how they're they're struggling, you go, Why are you struggling, motherfucker? You it, just it, want more a little bit. Yeah, it's unrelatable, you know, it's like you know, yeah. you know, that that's not hard done by, you know, here's I know what hard done by is, you know what I mean? Because we're Scottish, you know, we will fucking get it. <laughs> so, so that was a kind of bit of an element as well. And I don't know if that's the, the kind of communist in me or the anarchist in me that, that kind of comes yeah. to the surface with shit like that, where I'll, I'll take the bait every time. You know what I mean? I'm all, right. ah, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. The poor character in this is very much in inverted commas, is what you're trying Com- to say. Yeah. Comfortable, you know, they're, they're not yeah. fucking living for hand to mouth. Do you know what I mean? Uh, put, put it that way. Um, uh, they just what they uh, want. They want to reach that upper echelon where they are. The next level up. Yeah, they've got level. they've got enough money that they've got the potential to make more money. Whereas fuckers like oh. me and you don't have enough we money to do that. You know, money. you know, yeah. we're we're living for the bills each month. You know, we're you know looking at things. You're going fuck. You know, how am I going to deal with Christmas? So so there's that element as well, which always takes me out of films. Um, and again, it's it's a shitty criticism. You know, and again, that's more on me for being you know poor white trash than it is for them. Um, but but that doesn't help as well. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy this film. Technically, it's great. But I'm sure the script is you know like anyone with, with, with half a foot in that world would be like you know no that's fucking you know a really smart suave script and stuff like that. But it didn't tickle my bone. So it's another three out of ten. I'm afraid. See, I got a feeling I wish I'd seen this one more than Expendables 4. Um, I feel like I could debate you on it more. I've not seen it, so I can't debate you. Mm. Um, but I got a feeling I would enjoy this film more than you did. You you will. You will. You, you like a snap of dialogue more than I do. So I, I do think like you, you, you would appreciate, you know, the back and forth back and, and the forth. nuances of the characters and stuff like that. What I would say, though, is um, even just a Wikipedia GameStop and just to get, you know, a bit of understanding, of, you know, because uh, there's just... I've, a basic understanding of it. I've listened a few podcasts about it. Right, cool. Whereas uh, it's just words, you know. I don't know what a squeeze is. Do you know what I mean? A, a squeeze is what I do with my balls when I'm in the shower. Do you know, that, that, that's a squeeze. It means, you could have said the oranges, Tom. You could have said the oranges. I could have um, said so, so, so many call. other things, but that, that was a you could squeeze, yeah. <laughs> um, very harsh week, Colin. Amazingly, I think for me, the film of the week is No, no One Will Save You. Yeah. And for you, the film of the week is 
unbelievably expendable for um, as a film of the week. So that says so much. Um, yeah. Oh, I think the film of the week for you is the one you watched with Jeremiah. Reverse of fortune, but the, the cinematic film of the week um, for me is Expendables Four because it was it was the only one that you know done what it said in the tin for me. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's the yeah. nicest way to put it. <laughs> Let's hope we get some more success next week because next week we've got some interesting stuff out. We've got mm-hmm. um, the continuation of the Saw franchise. So um, ten, so fucking ten, so ten installment in this um, I believe Jigsaw counts as one of them as well. That was like sort of, it's not just Saw, it's like Saw and Jigsaw. Spy, spiral as well, isn't it? Spiral that, as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. So Saw is back. Um, Tobin is back playing the baddie as well. So yeah. here we go. Saw is back, Colin. I, I mean, I do like seeing how imaginative if you can kill people. It always amuses me, you know, like, like, how yeah. creative can you get us to fucking sum it up. So, but worth a watch. And they have been quite creative in the past, let's be honest. Yeah. And, and we always forget, see the first Saw movie, the fucking great movie, the first Saw movie. I'd say the first, even the first, the, the initial trilogy what, what kind of held and then it, it just got, you know, to the point where, you know, we've seen it, you, you've done this, but you need to just lay off and they never, they just kept mm. going and going. Yeah. yeah but the first, so one, the first, yeah, the first one, one, first one was a great psychological horror film, like a yeah. properly good horror movie. Um, also, I think one I'm really excited to go and see is a film called The Creator, oh, which is Gareth Edwards, it's like original sci-fi, which is something yeah. we don't get very often. Very, um, very, very excited for this. I, I want to see this, so I'm possibly maybe going to try and IMAX this, I think. Um, because every, everything I've read about this says get the biggest fucking screen you can, you know, because this is yeah. visually, you know, this is a world you want to be in, so possibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I love these Godzilla. I wasn't mm. a big fan of Rogue One. They've done Monsters. One. Monsters one of the best sci fi films I've ever seen. Yep. So the fact that you can, I think, from what I've heard, I think this film's made like an 80 million budget. When you see the trailer, the trailer looks like it's worth that alone. Do you know what I mean? It's. Uh-huh. Looks, it looks phenomenal. So, so I'm, I'm if you really remember, Monsters, really Monsters was made on like a next to nothing budget, but what he does, he sells you something to start really well, and then it, it's such a great opening you, that you'll sit there for the rest of the film waiting for more to happen. Yeah, you know, like he draws you in in that way. So I'm very interested to see what this film is. Um, also on Apple Plus, which you still yeah. have, yeah, um, is a film called Flora and Son, which is a you know, like it's a musical um, with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Sold. Sold. That's uh, two phrases that go together. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's from the director of Sing Street. Um, if you remember that film. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, that I'm, film, I'm so. down with it. And we've also got Gen V on TV. Shit, Gen V and the Continental as well. So we'll try and maybe dip our toes in. Try and watch them. I'm not. I'm not. Ru- I don't feel much need to rush to them. To be honest, I really don't. I really don't. I'd, I'm quite excited by Jane V more so than the Continental because I, yeah, I, I love the boys and I, I'm interested to see where the spin-off goes. If it's got the same caliber or if it's just going to be, you know, repulsive nonsense for the sake of it. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. Intrigued. Yeah. Thanks. Tell me what your famous calls you. Uh, number three beers in the movie. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook and uh, we're on X. X. We're on, we're on that as well. Um, tell Elon Musk he's a wanker. Um, <laughs> that would be really funny. Not that he cares. I'm sure, he, sure he, a lot of tweets just goes past says the word wanker. No need on to it. worry about us, Colin. No, 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 we're not a Elon Musk. So they might sue us. You, know, you never know. That'd be novel, wouldn't it? That'd make a movie right there. Elon Musk sues so idiot podcasters. <laughs> I'd watch that film. <laughs> Do random podcast, you're going to show them an example of it. That would be interesting. <laughs> I've been calling, you've been 
Richard. And we've been 